This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our good friend, Laura Lee Smith. She's a real estate agent in the Bryan College Station, Texas and surrounding areas. And if you're in the market to buy or sell a home in that area, or you just have questions about the market, what you need to do to get your home ready to sell, what you need to get do to get ready to buy, whatever your question may be, whatever it is, she will definitely answer it and take care of you. That's why we chose her to find our house, and she did not disappoint. She answered all of our questions, made the process plain, simple, and easy to understand, and even found the lender that fit best for us. So give her a call or text her at any time. Her number is 979-218-2315. That's 979-218-2315. Our guest on the podcast today, her and her husband are actually involved in real estate as well, so you can click those links. I think they have a bunch of stuff here in Texas and maybe elsewhere. So check them out. Ask them questions if need be. But she is the author and creator of the 5-Hour School Week. I had a great conversation with her. A lot of things that we can learn, not just about the times we're in with social distancing, but future down the road and how to deal with children and how to help them learn to learn. So please enjoy my guest, Kalina Amuchastegi. All right. I never know exactly when I hit record exactly what to say. Like, okay, we're going. We're live. <laughs> we're not live. We're recording. <laughs> never... Yeah, whatever you say, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it works. It works. It's the most awkward part is like the ending and doing the intros after this. Like, oh man, how do I get that done? Yeah. It's so weird. No how come I can talk yeah. normal and then when I'm doing the intro, I have to do it over again? Yeah. Doesn't make sense. That's funny. Well, thanks for being on. This is a lot of fun. And um, my wife actually sent me your deal on Instagram. Like, check this check this person out. So I looked at it, and being homeschooled myself, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, it's pretty cool, like, the way she has it set up and the progression of all this. You know, I've been out of touch. I'm almost 40 years old, so I've been out of touch with that life for a while. So um, why don't you explain a little bit to me about what – five-hour school week. Is that what it's called? Yeah, five-hour school week. Five-hour school week. Explain a little bit about that. Yeah, so just a little bit of background for your community if they don't know what the five-hour school week is or who we are. Um, My husband and I are in real estate, and we were entrepreneurs for the last 15 years. And, you know, on on the ups and downs of that entrepreneur lifestyle, um, Over time, we just realized our kids, like we were living our best life, like we were creating our schedules, we were learning what we wanted to learn that was adding actual value to our lives, we were prioritizing our time and being our most efficient selves, right? Like my husband um, had read The 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris, and it like completely transformed our businesses, and so we were our healthiest we were educating ourselves more than we ever had before. We, our businesses were incredible. And every day we were dropping our kids off for eight hours to this building. And then I was picking them up and I was getting the very worst of them, right? I was getting them at their crankiest. I was being forced to be the drill sergeant to do homework. And it sounds, it felt like really counterintuitive to what I believed and felt was the definition of success. And so um, after a lot, like the story sounds so easy and simple and like it just had this clear path, like this straight path. And it wasn't that like anything in life, like there was a lot of challenges and fear to overcome. I mean, 
I'm not a homeschooled kid. In fact, uh, my mom was a teacher and my dad was a police officer. <laughs> my husband was actually raised by a principal of a, um, of a school who later became a superintendent. of an, in, So my mother-in-law is a superintendent of an entire school district. And so homeschooling and alternative education was like not even... It wasn't, I didn't even know any homeschoolers growing up. So the only idea that I had around it was this very like Hollywood, it was very religious, it was very strict, it was the weirdos, right? Like I was not, it didn't fit who I was. And so it just took a lot of like re-educating myself and unlearning a lot of stereotypes and just what I thought education was and um, until we like pulled our kids. So I have four kids um, and I pulled the three of them that were in school at the time out of the private Christian school that they were going to. And yeah. And then we just kind of figured like literally the five hour school week wasn't a thing. It was more like, how are we going to survive this? And my husband goes, we'll just do with them what we do every day. Right? Like, if we can learn in five, like if we can work in four hours a week or we can do this lifestyle, if we can um, be really efficient and organize our time and time block. If we can do all of these things and have these healthy habits, we can teach our kids the same thing. And so that's kind of where we started. <laughs> that's awesome. You just took them out and like, <laughs> let's go. There is a huge stereotype and it's there for good reason. I will say growing up as a homeschool kid, I could not stand or want to hang out with any of the homeschool kids that I was around. <laughs> like I hung around with all public school kids. They were all my friends. Uh, whenever my mom would say, we're going to the homeschool group, a uh, little function every week. We did like twice a week or once a week. I was like, oh no. <laughs> it was like the dreaded time, you know? Because, like, these kids are so weird. And I, 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 I say that in the nicest way. Like, the families were not mean. They were, they, you know, but for me, it was just, like, I was very athletic. I wasn't, like, you know, the dorky kid. I, I am a dork, but I wasn't, you know, I was into the other things, you know. And right. so it was real awkward. And so I even had that same stereotype about, like, man, what am I doing here? Like, oh, right. this is, yeah. like, I know I'm here. I know my mom and dad. And they don't fit in with the other mom and dads. This is so strange. So uh, what what did, I'm curious to know what an educate, like, so there's a big pushback, at least when when I was doing it, there was a big pushback from the educational system and, and, you know, people looked at you weird. It may have changed now, but what is it being in a family of, like, educators to, and part of that system... Yeah, I mean, it's changed a lot, right? In the last 20 years, homeschooling has really risen, like, almost 25%. And so there's this massive, like, movement, really, for alternative education and home education. There's there's so many different philosophies now that people are adopting, right? Like, unschooling and nature schooling, and people call themselves, like, world schoolers because they do it all through travel, and there's there's thousands of curriculums, like, online and charters that have, home, like, you can do hybrid. There's, like, we have choices now that, like, you didn't have, so I think that um, that makes it easier for people to wrap their head around. Personally, in our family, my mother-in-law 
was very like receptive, like very supportive. Like she sent my book to all of her teacher friends in the county. And I actually have a lot of teachers that write me and um, reach out to me and I work with a lot because we know that the education system is broken. We know that the way that it's that it's designed isn't really designed for kids. And so I, I think that it's a lot less weird because people know that what we have isn't necessarily the only thing that there is. And so I get a lot less pushback than people think. That's pretty awesome. And I will say like the, as far as all sorts of schooling and everything that I've seen around anywhere that like travel school, like going on trips, traveling, but really going to see cultures. I've got the most education from working and dealing with human beings and having to figure out problems in real time. And then traveling and talking to people and seeing what they're about and the different cultures and the areas and all that good stuff has taught me way more than school ever did. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so like being homeschooled, you get, you can have more of a chance to do that. Now, um, I asked that question too, because it's kind of funny that your family, like all your family is in the educational system. My sister-in-law, uh, that's what she, she got a degree in it. She is a teacher and she homeschools all her kids. So like it's like a homeschool family. The only one who doesn't homeschool in the family is me. Like oh wow, me, like that's our, interesting. Our kids, uh, me and my wife, you know, we work, and that's just our routine. Like it's not like a because we're against it. It's just doesn't fit our lifestyle, and it works better right. this way. But yeah. um yeah, I'm the I'm like the outsider. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> so it's like I'm reverse of what you are, but with the homeschool stuff. Yeah, we're kind of definitely like the black sheep in the family, but in the way that everyone's like, oh, but we wish we were doing what you were doing, right? Like, it's like, <laughs> oh, that's so weird, and you make us, like, I make people really uncomfortable, but then at the same time, they're like, oh, but that's really cool, like, I wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds it sounds awesome, and then it, people get, are scared, like, they're fearful. A lot of what I hear people say is, like, they're fearful of, oh, I couldn't do that. I could never handle those, you know, the kids or structure or teach them things. Like, it's hard enough when they get home from school. Um, right. Yeah, and, and so from a firsthand account of somebody who's doing it, what is, like, what do you, what is your response to that sort of thing when it comes up? Yeah, and I think that that's such a great question, like especially right now, because so many parents that didn't even choose to be homeschoolers are being faced with this dilemma of having to homeschool, right? <laughs> and yes. so, um, like, what's the how or like how, because I didn't think so. I always said, like, I'm not patient enough. That was my number one. Like, I'm not patient enough to homeschool. And then my other one was, um, I'm not smart enough to homeschool because like, I don't even have a college degree. I passed high school. I like, I have a high school diploma and then I got my real estate license and then I became a broker. Now, mind you, I say I'm not smart enough, but I was selling like $30 million in real estate for, you know, seven <laughs> years in a row. I was a top producing agent. Right. Um, and I have this incredible lifestyle and I still felt like, Oh, I'm not smart enough to teach my kids. So I think what I, what I say about that now, after walking through that fear, is homeschooling is really an extension of parenting. It's like my number one message. So it's like a heart project. And we know our kids better than anybody else. Like, you know your child better than a teacher will ever know your child. Um, 
like just because biologically like you know them they're of you you love them you're with them like all of the things and so I think that alone that alone qualifies you right because that's what I, I think people need is like permission and they need qualification so they're your kid and you know them better than anyone else that qualifies you and the rest is just like anything else it's lifestyle it's habits it's learning to pause it's allowing your kids some freedom and letting them have a voice it's creating space and an environment that you can all like be in together that works which means open communication it's just people make it really difficult but it's truly just about treating your kids like human beings and then expecting the same in return and setting that boundary i like that i like that expecting in return like when you yeah. expect them to treat you like as a human, not as a kid, like right. just where they're at in life. But you need to treat like expecting that in return, respect the, you know, all of that is right. is so important. The, right. You know, just like having them or, or treating them that way is one way, but expecting it in return is so important. Absolutely. Like there's boundaries. Like you can be a positive parent and a gentle parent. Like you can be a respectful parent and still expect to be respected. And so I think that like when you can set up a relationship like that, like you have a relationship with your kid, like I didn't have that kind of relationship with my kids when they were in school. And so when we started homeschool, like we had a very authoritarian relationship. Like I was the boss, they were the kid right? Like that's just very common. That's how most people set up their households. Like it's not good or bad. It's just, it is what it is. Right. Um, but I didn't have that relationship. Like the school was really in the way of me having that sort of a relationship with my kids. And so when all of a sudden they were in my house 24 seven, the number one thing we had to work on wasn't curriculum. Like it wasn't reading or spelling. It was about like, how to respect each other and how to communicate with each other. Like where are our boundaries? Like what are my kids' boundaries? What are my boundaries? And like figuring that all out. And that takes time, you know? Um, I think right now people really need to be relationship focused instead of curriculum focused because it's a, because this is nerve wracking and kind of like anxiety driven and, we just need to like come together. Like kids are going to learn how to read. Kids are going like, they're not going to fail because they missed a few weeks of school. Like we do very, we literally do one hour of day of focused academics and the rest of our learning is based on life and being in relationship, being in community, serving people, um, home economics, physical education, financial literacy, growth mindset, like stuff that actually you use every single day. That's what we learn. So, and then they get to see stuff like you're a real estate agent. You guys are like, you have a successful business or businesses. Um, you've got a book that you just said, which I'll get into that in a second, but they get to see like, that's what I remember. We owned a food service. Our family did. And my dad would work till late. So that's the real reason. Like we got homeschooled in the beginning. And so we could see him more. You know, so we could be around more because um, my dad's awesome, right? And and so I got to go up and be a part of the business. And I got to see the way business was run, how he dealt with problems, issues, how he dealt with bids and pricing things and salesmen and operation side, in which I ended up managing, you know, after a while. It was just that whole thing is it's really important to see some of that stuff 
And I've, I've always wondered too, like, I, just like you said, you do it in an hour a day. And so if they did all their school, like actual paper schoolwork, like what goes on during its school time to, cause I, I get why it's there because we work. If both parents are working and you know, right. at an office job, somebody's got to keep the kids. Like, what are they going to do? Run around like they're unsupervised everywhere. So there is filler time in there that they just do and create so that we can pick them up after we're done. Right. So like you're filling all this extra time with actual educational stuff and they're getting to see everyday daily life, which that's something that's super important. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And my kids do cool stuff. Like one of my daughters makes stop motions with American girl dolls. Like she has those 18 inch dolls and she, <laughs> that's like, so awesome. she spins, like she brings them to life. Like she writes scripts, she builds sets and then she spends hours taking thousands of photographs and turning it into a movie or an episode. Right. And then she runs her own Instagram page and has like all these followers and she's like, takes photography classes to get better at it. Like, She's learning stuff that she really is passionate about, and it's really, really cool. That's awesome because I used to do the same thing with, like, army men and different stuff. Obviously, like, growing up in action sports, you want to videotape everything, especially back then. You videotaped it, and you sent your tapes in to try to get sponsored and all this <laughs> stuff. And so we, we became, like, pretty decent at videoing stuff, like, rolling in motion. Like, you figure it out whenever you do it. It's like the more reps you do, the better you get. But uh, but that led into like in our downtime we were like, oh well, I can just do this, ding ding, you know. And this is old school VHS cameras, and you're making like these little stop motion videos of like armies of army men crashing against each other and fighting. But it really promotes like such a creativity uh, in your mind. Like over this thing, we're all you know all locked in together, kind of. You know, we've all got to be uh, social distancing right now, and so. Uh, the other day I came home yesterday and, uh, my wife is like, they've been in there playing with Legos for the longest time. And then when we went to bed, they were still playing with Legos and we're like, (laughs) this is crazy, but they're being so creative and building things and working things out. Um, what are some of the things in times like this where it is important to social distance and all that good stuff? Um, what are some of the things that parents can do to kind of ease their stress or give their kids tasks or little things that you can do around your surroundings limited as they are right now? Yeah. Um, so number one, I think what you just said is so important to remember. Like it's really okay for our kids to be bored. In fact, like I highly, highly just like, I just urge parents, like, let them be bored because that is when their most creative self happens. And I know the whining is really obnoxious, but I promise, like, they will move past whining about it and bothering you to doing really cool stuff. So, like, trust that boredom is a good thing. Um, But also just, like, have something to look forward to every day, right? Like, oh, we're going to bake cookies tomorrow, or I saved this movie for tomorrow night. Like, have, like, every day we have something to look forward to. Um, Time block, just like you would if you were at work, right? Like, we block out portions of our day, like, during this time is our reading time where we'll we'll all come together and we'll read a book together. Um, And then after that, we'll go for a walk, and then we'll have lunch together. And that'll take up all of a sudden 
90 minutes or 120 minutes has passed and you're like, whoa, like that was amazing. You know, no screens or anything. We were outside, we ate a meal together and we did something. Um, do the, do the stuff you never do with your kids, honestly, is what I want parents to do. Like read the book out loud to them, play Monopoly with them, play my, like what video games, I know you want them off the screens, but at the same time, what are they watching? Sit down and watch it with them. Play a video game with your kids. Like, Fortnite is actually really difficult. Like, give it a try. You know what I mean? Like, parents think that our kids aren't doing anything. This stuff is hard. Like, these games are hard. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I think this is hard. And I get that, like, homeschooling is really a lifestyle. And a lot of parents didn't ask for that lifestyle right now. But the silver lining is that it gives you this incredible, like, brief opportunity to get to know your kids in a way that maybe you haven't before. And so I think do that when you're able to, I get that you have to work and like parents that are working from home, time clock, set expectations for your kids. Like kids are smart. They are, they're super smart. And you can say like, I'm, I've got to sit at my computer for the next, you know, 90 minutes. And then afterwards I'll have a snack with you and I'll do like, whatever, like give them something to look forward to set goals, do your work if you have to. But in that time, like, I don't know, this time is super precious and it passes really, really quick. And the one thing that homeschooling gave back to me was like this relationship with my kids. So like, I don't know, enjoy that, I think. Do you find it tough to like stand your, like you've got to have that 90 minutes to do your work because you work from home. uh, They've sent you home from work right now, whatever it is. Do you find it tough to be very firm with them and be like, no, I need this time. Like you've got to go figure something out and I've got to do this. So here's what kids are really easy, right? Like they work through motivation and if their cups are full, they don't need a lot of motivation. So my, my advice to parents is just fill up your kid's cup before you need to go to work. So if that means in the morning, like no, no, I'm an early riser. So I get a lot done before my kids get up. So that's, And maybe people need to be adjusting their schedules a little bit to account for that. But like, if you need to step away from your kids for an hour at a time or two hours at a time in between fill up their cup, like do something with them. That's really important. Give them a little, they don't need a lot. Like they need 10, 15 minutes. Hey, what have you been up to? Who did you talk to? What game are you playing? Oh, you read, tell me about that chapter. Like really simple, but they just want to be, they just want to belong just like we want to belong. And if you, if your kids have that sense, then they're going to let you work. Right. Because they also want their own time. So. Yeah. 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 They do like they, I guess um, it, it's just tough. I know that parents have that thing uh, where it's, it's tough for them and maybe it's because they go to school all day. I don't know the reason why, but you'll see it a lot. I see, I mean, call it helicopter parenting or whatever you want to call it. But, um, they tend to be a little softer towards their kids. I can even be softer towards, you know, the kids at times. And my wife's like, Hey, you're being too soft. I'm like, yeah, I know (laughs) it's so hard when you have daughters and you're a dad. It's like so hard. It's so it's, it's the most crazy impossible thing. Cause then they just say something and you give in. She's like, why'd you do that? And like, because she's a girl. Like, and she's mine. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, she's yeah. part of the family. And then it's like, whoa, this is, I can't believe that I can be controlled like that. 
I have to think about it for a second. Like, man, how did I let that happen? She is right. How did I let that happen? How did that? Well, they're sneaky. You know, so one thing that works for me is I'll rem- I'll ask them like, hey, did I give you space to do that? Or hey, did you have that screen time to do whatever you want? Like kids feel accountability. Like if you give it to them and be like, hey, I gave you space. I created space for you. And now I need you to create space for me. I feel, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't yeah. always have to be this like, um, I don't know. It can just be more of a give and take. It takes time to set that up. But it's very much like it can be that way, I think. Uh, the accountable parts. See, so you, there's several different ways of keeping people accountable, whether you're like the firm type of person where it's like a, I don't want to say dictator, but like it's a very firm discipline style. Or you can take a different, I've seen them all, like the different ones work. I used to be of the belief that it had to be one way, yeah. like one style, you know, the way my dad did it and the way his his dad did it and the way my grandpa, you know, all down the line. Um, but I've seen, you know, that's what traveling and being around other people and the cultures do is you see it work in all sorts of different ways. You just have to keep that accountability there and hold yeah. it. Um, and that's tough sometimes. Like I said, like being a dad of daughters, that's tough sometimes. And they, they can know, they can know what they're doing. You know, you said they're smart. They know exactly what they're doing and, uh, they're playing to, to my weakness, you know, in that situation. So, uh, thankfully I, we have a good team working relationship between me and my wife and you know, my, our weaknesses and strengths are different. And so it really helps us out. We, and we're not like, our egos aren't out there where we just have to be this all the time, you know, and we can't uh, take criticism or try to get better and all that. But um, it really is tough. And that's why I said it. So the people listening, if anybody listens to it, like if they're doubting all of the things, like I don't think that I could stand, say no, I don't think I can block out that time, you know, because it is tough. You know, I've seen people at the gym and, you know, kids will dart out towards their parents not bad it's not like the kids being rude it's not like the parent is bad it's just they dart out and they have no you know and they have trouble keeping them from doing that uh you know they put them in the child care if they escape whatever it is but you see things like that all the time and you're like man you can see where they could think this is going to be really tough for me to block out this time yeah no and it does feel i think that no matter I don't, I don't, I think no matter what walk of life you're in, I think no matter how many children you have or what lifestyle you've chosen, um, I think parenting is difficult. And I think, I think you're exactly right that there's just no one way. There's no one way to parent because there's no one child, right? There's no one type of child, just like there's no one way to educate. And that's, that's where homeschooling is super cool is that there's so many there's just no one right way to do really anything in my opinion. And so it's just finding, it's like cherry picking and saying like, wow, this works for me. Oh, but this thing, like this thing that my dad did, like that doesn't work for me. And I don't have to do that. And you know what, this thing, like, that's really awesome. I'm going to start implementing that in my life. But this other thing over here that my neighbor does, I'm not going to do that because that doesn't meet our values. Right. And so you like, you can take one thing from each walk of life or whatever and say like, this is what fits my values, my beliefs. This is what works well for my family and my children. And I think that, 
I think that when you can look at parenting through that lens and you can look through educa- education through that lens, then you have a pretty good chance of success, honestly. Do you now? Do you switch up your curriculum between kids as far as their actual schoolwork, um, and do you have like an online thing? Uh, do they excel in other things, and you like work on their difficult parts? Like, do they get to advance faster in the things they're better at? How does that whole process work? Yeah. So my kids really just pick what they want to learn. Like, I literally ask at the beginning of every week, like, what do you want to learn this week? And so. Um, I really like to tell the story of my, my middle daughter, Charlotte, because when I took her out of first grade, everybody in her class, we were in a private Christian school, so it was very accelerated academics, and everybody in first grade at that point were reading like full chapter books, and you're talking about like seven years old, eight years old, um, and ha- my first daughter was on pace with that. In fact, she accelerated the accelerated program. She's just that kind of a kid. You give her something and she ups it, right? But my second daughter wasn't. She was more of a, like she thought more artistically and and that kind of a curriculum didn't work for her. And so when I took her out to homeschool, she actually had like some trauma around reading. Like every time I would ask her to read, like she would cry. And it was like, Oh my God, it was just really, it was really frustrating, right? And so people cringe when I tell them this, but there was nine months where I never made Charlotte even pick up a book. Like I just, she didn't want to read and I wasn't going to make her, right? Because it was just, it wasn't fun. Like there was no passion there and I just let it go. And then after about nine months, maybe close to 10, like she brought me a book and she goes, I really want to read this book. I really want to learn how to read it. And so, and from that minute on, like we just, started reading. I would read out loud to her. She would read. We would try some apps. Some she liked, some she didn't. And eventually she's, now she's at grade level, like whatever that means to people. Like to me, that doesn't mean much, but to some people that means a lot. So my daughter reads at grade level now and she loves reading though. Like she's a passionate reader. And I think that if I would have pushed her, she would have been like how I was in school where I hated reading. Like he forced me to read, read. I would read the curriculum, like what I had to read, but I never read for pleasure. And so like, I really let my kids choose. I let them set the pace. We use a lot of different programs. Um, some of them are free, like Khan Academy. is just like an online free program, like from preschool, literally through like getting your master's in college, like so much material is on Khan Academy for free. Um, we use like OutSchool. We, so we use all these different programs. We have workbooks. I'm constantly picking up new things and my kids are just choosing like what they want to do. Like my seventh grader is going to take a psychology class next term from an online like academy that she found. So cause <laughs> the mind really is interesting to her right now. So you know what I mean? So I just let them yeah. pick and choose right now. That's pretty. That's a pretty interesting way of doing it. Um, I know. <laughs> no, I mean, and I'm I'm not even saying it in a bad way. It's a, it's letting them pick what you know. But you've got to have some sort of guidance to make sure they finish everything. Because uh, are you guys planning on sending them to college, or is it just a trade thing? Um, do you have focuses on that? Like, what's what's your ideal situation? Um. So it's not. So it's not my ideal situation. It's whatever their ideal situation is. Um, We don't put a lot of weight on college. My husband graduated from Cal Poly. My husband was a straight A student. The school experience was really great for him. Um, And yet as an entrepreneur, 
he uses very little of that degree. And so, and he's a very successful entrepreneur. And so we just don't put a lot of weight on college. If my kids want to go to college, awesome. Like they have that support. If they don't want to go to college, there's a million other ways to get where you want to go. Um, my oldest right now talks about the fact that she really wants to go to this um, sea college. Like it's a cruise ship. Probably not a good idea right now. Nobody's talking about cruises right now. I shouldn't say that out loud. Oh my God. <laughs> but she does. She wants to go before COVID. She wanted to go on this cruise ship school. And she started going like, oh mom, I'm going to have to pass this test to get onto the thing, like a standardized test to get onto the boat. And I'm like, okay, cool. So find out about that. Right. And she's like, okay, well, as long as I have a high school diploma and just so people know, there's like a hundred ways to get a high school diploma, honestly, in like all the States. So like my kids will have diplomas if they need them. Um, but, and then we can test for them if that's what they want to do and they need that. Um, but she goes, Oh, I'm going to need to, so, so what's interesting about this is like when they self-direct, she goes, oh, I'm going to need to take this test so that I can get onto this boat. She's 12. She's thinking about something that she wants to do when she's 17. So she goes, I think I'm going to need algebra. And I'm like, okay, cool. How do you want to learn algebra? You want me to get you a book? Do you want me to find you an online class? Do you want me to get you a tutor? How do you want to learn algebra? Let's start with an online class. Okay, cool. So I look up a bunch of different online classes. I find one that starts at beginning algebra. She jumps on the class. It's like $15 for four classes, right? So she takes the four classes. She loves it. She's like, Mom, that teacher um, does a secondary one. So now she's just going to take the whole course, and this lady will get her through all of, like, Algebra 2. I'll maybe invest 100 bucks. She'll learn it. She'll probably be through Algebra 2 by the time she's an 8th grader honestly, and that's high school worth of work. And so then that requirement is met. And so it's just kind of remembering, like, you don't have to take everything in the order that we took it in. And we also don't need as much of it as what we got in school, right? Like, we learned about the Civil War in fifth grade, in sixth grade, in seventh grade, and in eighth grade, and in ninth grade. Like, we look like every <laughs> single year. You don't need to do that. Like, so much time is wasted. Like, they can learn it, master it, and move on. And so, so yeah, like, like whatever they want to do, they have the capabilities to learn that. And I provide the resources that they need. We provide the support that they need. Um, and as they get older, like as having now that I'm going into, I have a junior high daughter, like she's thinking about like, oh, well maybe I will want to go to like a, um, right now she's like, maybe I want to go to film school. And I'm like, okay, awesome. Like, if you want to go to film school, then we need to look at this path and taking these classes. So now we are forming a little bit of her days around more serious classes. And it's so crazy having all that extra time. And is she the one that makes the videos? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, she's already <laughs> practicing that craft as it is, you know. Right. Um, you'll be ahead. Like, doing is so much, like, just getting, I always say it all the time, just get the reps in. Get the exactly. reps in. You yeah. can't learn unless you get the reps in. Like you can study something all day long, but until you actually practice it, it's oh, that's all it is. It's just knowledge in your head. Like you think you know. It's like, for instance, being a part of a family-owned business, you guys are entrepreneurs. Everybody from the outside that isn't an entrepreneur, doesn't own a business, always knows how to run businesses better than you. <laughs> right. No, and people, I am guaranteeing that most of your listeners are going to be like, oh my God, she doesn't care about standardized tests. Oh my God, she's not. 
college isn't her number one for her kids. What? Like, I know how crazy that sounds, but more and more companies, I mean, if you start looking around, like, Google and Apple and Tesla, like, big companies are not looking for college graduates anymore. Like, everybody is taught to think the same, and they don't want people that are thinking the same. They want people that are... They want people that know how to teach themselves things, right? I'm teaching my kids how to teach themselves. I'm asking my kids how to spot what they want and how to go after that. What are the steps to get to where I want to get to, right? Like, that's what I'm teaching my kids. I'm teaching my kids, like, how to have a voice and how to ask questions. And so I guess I'm just less interested in a grade, and I'm really much more interested in their actual success. So it's like learning to learn. Yes, it is learning to learn. Yeah, and like, a lot of the time to learn to learn, we have to unlearn a lot of the stuff that we've been taught. <laughs> this is very it's very true. And like put like I talked about too, like the ego gets in the way of, you know, you think you know everything about something and being able to take that just because you didn't do something right doesn't mean that you're a failure or somebody's looking at you bad. They're trying to teach you something. So absorb their information. Like you go out and you fail and somebody suggests, hey, you need to do it this way. Well, then absorb that information. That person knows what they're talking about. The fundamentals are very important and yeah. building that block. And and so learning to learn is a it's a super important thing, not just going through the motions, you know. And I think and I like the style that you have. Because I think that uh, personally I do just because I learn things and absorb so many different things that I am interested in and I retain it like I hold on to it. It's up in my I have a bunch of space being cluttered up there with the things that I like and then I have things that I have to do. and I'm like, oh, I forgot. What did I need to do? Because I'm storing it with all I am so obsessed. I'm like obsessive with the things that I'm interested in. I just get obsessed with it and I focus on it. All I want to do is learn about it and do it. And so like, that's the way I learn. And for me, that's probably the best. And that's why I dig your style because I'm like, Oh, well, if I wanted to go to film school, that's cool. I could just do that. And that's, that's very much kind of like the way my parents were, uh, when they did it, especially my mom. Um, she was, she was like that a lot in that way. Um, Let's talk about this book. What What is your book on? I didn't know you had a book before you just said it before the Oh, yeah. So, yes. So, 5-Hour School, it's just, um, it's on Amazon. It was an Amazon bestseller for 16 weeks, which was really exciting. It's on Audible. I recorded it myself. Really? That's super fun. If you ever get to do any, like, voiceovers or anything, like, that is a really fun experience. So, yeah, you can buy it on Amazon, on Audible, um, and then follow me on Instagram. But it's really just, um, it's just our experience. It's how we went from living inside the box, walking in line with everyone else, doing what everybody did, what our parents did, and really just how we broke away from that and started something different. And so I just tried to share, because I didn't know there was anything different, right? So I kind of felt lied to like oh my god all of this was waiting I could have parented in this way I could have taught my kids in this way so I just wanted to share that with parents and I don't know I just try to encourage them and support them um I'm on Instagram all the time and yeah that's kind of what I do right now I don't have any big 
everyone's always asking, like, are you coaching? Are you doing this? And I'm not right now. Like, I'm homeschooling four kids. <laughs> and so that's a lot in itself. So it's kind of like no for now, not no forever. But I always am just here to support and encourage. Is that book more like, is it like a guide, like a little guideline as to how to get started homeschooling? Through like no. your eyes or, or just suggestions or what are some of the, de- you don't have to give away the whole book, but just the details of. Um, we talk a lot about why the school system doesn't work um, and the history of education. And we just talk about our personal story, how we moved from being very wrapped up in a school system and walking through the fear and like how you know, we had to pivot a million times. So we talk about that a lot, like how I had a bunch of curriculum and I thought I was going to teach like school and like how I failed because that doesn't, because you can't have a classroom inside your house. And so I talk about that. I talk about, um, when we started, we spent, um, about three weeks traveling and two weeks home and then three weeks traveling and two weeks home. So we took our kids to Cuba. Um, I went to Sri Lanka with my daughter. We hiked the Grand Canyon. So I talk a lot about um, those trips and how we s- began learning in this new way. So, yeah, I mean, there's tips. There's some resources in there. It's not really like a guide to homeschooling. I don't think that you can find a guide to homeschooling, but it is kind of how we created our own, I guess. I, I, I dig that a lot. And it's on Audible. I listen to – I drive so much that I can just – click it and I listen to a ton of books I get all I get a lot of my information I wanted to fill my time with less music more information so now it's become all information and goofy silly funny podcasts but like all information like books anything talking to me where I'm learning something I'm picking something up my brain's working my mind's running you know I'm I'm basically like educating myself on the way to job sites and filling my time up with something that's beneficial for me yeah Um, so podcast addict yeah me too me too i have one and then i am like addicted to like it's like every morning download the episodes i need before i go out for the day and then boom yeah i've got it um so what are some other tips like anything that you would suggest that parents can do if they're teetering on the brink of like man because what i think let me go back my brain works a little faster sometimes than my mouth talks um so I, I've I noticed in this time, and I, I've actually like kind of said I think that it's going to open people's eyes and even the public school system's eyes to how kids can learn virtually over like the Zoom and webinars. Um, they can learn from home a lot more, all that sort of stuff. And it's also going it's going to be a twofold thing. That's going to be a combination. Businesses are going to learn that they can have their employees stay home more. And get yeah. the same, if not more, production out of them, even yeah. in regular office jobs. And two, it's gonna the school system's gonna realize that. So, like, there might be some people teetering on the brink of like, man, this could actually work. Like, I'm getting a trial run right now, and this is yeah. one of those like, a tough time brings forth like you know so many good things for people and a new start and people who handle it and that sort of thing. So, what well, like, what's some of the advice for people that are teetering on the fence? Um, do your own education, like really, like I really, I highly suggest books like, uh, like, so go to my website, go to my, follow me on Instagram. I have highlights of all my favorite books and podcasts, like read free to learn by, um, Peter Gray, listen to, um, 
honey, I'm homeschooling the kids podcast. Like, um, like immerse yourself for a minute as your kids are learning at home and you have this time, learn a little bit about education. Like I really beg parents to like understand why schools are set up the way that they are. Um, and all the different philosophies are out there and really weigh each thing and say like, do I want to bring this into my home? Does this fit our lifestyle? Like just because you, just because you sign up for something or you buy a textbook doesn't mean that you have to use it if it's not working, right? Like give yourself grace, build in flexibility. Like this is supposed to be fun. You get to be a detective and like, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Like those are the big things. Like it's taken me a long time to learn everything that I've learned and we are constantly pivoting. So it's like, Embrace the pivot, embrace the messiness of it, learn something new and be really willing. I think my number one, after all of the saying all of that, my number one really is like, be willing to unlearn like what you think you know. Because I think that it is like that. Like if we have an open mind, like the sky is the limit in homeschooling. That is very well said. Being willing to unlearn like what you learned, like being willing to go, oh, you know what? I thought I knew that. And now I don't know that I did. Like I knew that I knew a philosophy. Yeah. 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 Now another thing that just hit my, like my head that I want to ask, because I know a lot of people are probably thinking this is that when do you and your husband get free time? Oh yeah. We have, we have support for that. Like we have, I have somebody come in two times a week, uh, usually later in the afternoon after I get the best of my kids. I give the worst to somebody else (laughs) a few days a week. Um, for me time, for my own time and for date nights, like we have scheduled date nights, like our own sanity and my own health is so important. Like, because you can't pour from an empty cup. So like, yes, I'm like, Hey, make sure your kids are full before you go out and work. Make sure you're full before you try to fill up your kids. So like educate your mind, like take care of your body, like eat, like the things, like all the things that we know to do that becomes even more important when you're at home all day with your kids. Yeah. That's what I've, uh, and I know a lot of people are like that too. Like when do I get my time, like my breaks, you know, when can I go do my thing? You know, like I go to work, I work long hours. Like I, I work away and I work long hours and then I get an hour, maybe 45 minutes of gym time. And that's like my time, like whether it's in yeah. my garage or whether it's at the gym, you know, socializing, what, if it's at the gym, I'm going to spend at least another hour talking to people probably because that's just <laughs> who I am. But like, that's like my little time to get out like the stress of the day or not think about anything. Sometimes I go rollerblade at the skate park, whatever it is. I do stuff like that. Like I try to fill that little small portion of time in there. But when you're homeschooling, the kids are there all the time. And so yeah. I think there's a there's a big fear about having them around you all the time. Will I get stressed out? Will I get, you know, what are the different things that, I, that are going to happen? When do I get date night? When do I have my free time as an adult in that situation? Right. Like right now, like we're all under this, this social distancing thing and, and kids aren't going to school. And so now they're here with you the whole time. So how do you, how do you find those little breaks or is it much more peaceful when you have them with you all the time and easier to adapt? Yeah. So it's both, right? So, um, 
So it is that I'm around. So in the beginning, it was obviously much harder. It was harder on them and it was harder on me because we hadn't been doing that before. They were used to being in a classroom and I was used to having a quiet house. So obviously that was a huge adjustment in the beginning for us. It was also this this thing that we feel like we have to cater to like our kids' needs all the time when they're at home, which is just garbage. Like that's a lie. Like we don't need to cater to their needs all the time. Like they can cater to their own needs. Like they can occupy themselves. Like a lot of what I call our learning is self-directed, which means they are responsible for their own learning. Like they have to set up their time. And I have time carved into my day where they know like, okay, mom's going to be on her Peloton. Like, Hey, mom's reading, mom's recording a podcast, mom's writing. Like I build in my stuff because they build in their roadblocks times and they, you know, they have their dance and they have their drama. Like, and so it's just that it's like, I, but I, they know if mom doesn't have her things, like she's also not a very fun mom to be around. And so it is that it's, I, being an early riser helps a lot. I'm going to say that over and over because like really getting up before my kids is very helpful. Like I'm caffeinated. I read something positive. I journal a little bit, like whatever, but like get outside for 10 minutes and leave your kids inside right now. Like I seriously go outside and shut the door and leave your children inside the house and just breathe for 10 minutes like because we all need to be because this is different circumstances homeschooling isn't like this during homeschooling my kids go to drama class and they go to ninja class and they go to dance class and they have friends who are at the house occupying them and they're at their friends' house like this is not real deal homeschooling either this isn't fun for anybody right like this is not fun for homeschoolers because most homeschoolers, when everybody else in the world is in school and in their office, we are out doing cool stuff. So, like, right now, it's just really important to take every minute that you can for yourself. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, another benefit when you're – the way you explain it is, like, it's so perfect in a sense that it when you say you're, you're teaching them, like, life skills – when they have, they're accountable for figuring out, you know, doing their own thing on on this time frame. It that's real life. Like as an adult, when you go through the work, like you have to structure. It's, it amazes me sometimes, as a person who manages people, how they have no concept of how to manage the time. Yet they have to be told here and here and here and here. It's like, no, just go do it. Like I'm giving you free reign. Go, but I just need it done. And then they're they're confused or showing up on time. Like how hard is that? And you know, showing up on time that's that seems to be hard. But you're teaching them at an early age. Like, hey, you're responsible for this. It needs to get done. Like you're picking your stuff in the time frame that you're given. And that's pretty awesome. Like I I, I really like that a lot. Like all the different life skills you get to learn. Um, like I'm sure they get to see life with taxes and bills and payments and. Like all that stuff, they're they're closer. Uh, I really think visually and by being around people. So like, I did a podcast with a guy that uh, he does that Red Bull Crash Ice stuff, right? And he's a firm like in action sports. No matter what athletics it is, if you want to get better, you have to hang around people who are better. Yeah. Regardless, so somebody who's successful in life, you guys are successful entrepreneurs. They get the chance to be around you all the time, if yeah. if you allow it. 
you know, because you're in charge of whether you allow them to be around you or not. Yeah. And I think that's something too that, that, uh, that I see like parents and, and something with kids is like, you have to allow them to be around you and to be a part of that. Like, don't shelter them from the struggles and strifes of some of that stuff. Like, let them know like, Hey, this is difficult. And this is how you handle a difficult time, which is the beauty of this. You as a homeschooler are feeling the same thing that we feel having our kids to go to public school. Like we can all relate to each other right now. You're no different. This isn't homeschooling. And that's kind of the point of like having you explain this stuff. Is it seeing all the posts about, you know, I could never homeschool my kids. Well, this isn't homeschooling. This is, this is like, you're stuck, you know, you're stuck in a box and, right. And so now you have to figure out how to deal with each other in a box. You got an advantage because you deal with it all the time. But at the same time, we all feel the same thing. We're all feeling the same strife and struggle. And you have a choice whether you're going to be better at the end of it or let it overtake you with all the depressing, sad stuff and not learn a thing from this and not know how to handle a crisis. So like you're homeschooling, they get to follow you around and the little tiny things like seeing you guys struggle or show like you showing houses and the struggle of how hard you have to work to sell a house and people telling you no and whatever it is like the things deals falling through at the last second. They get to see like your emotion, how you handle that little situation transfers over into how you handle this situation that we're in now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean this week they this week they're watching their dad have to restructure his entire business because like we, a lot of what we do has to do with like foreclosures. We have a lot of rental properties in Texas and now, you know, with everything that's going on, like rents aren't going to be coming in. We have two big offices. We have a lot of overhead. And so really our, and the kids are a part of all of that. Like they hear like how we're having to restructure and what it looks like to get rid of overhead and what that means and what's considered necessary and not like they are right. It like they are at ground level with us. Like, and that like, and there's no panic. Like it's not like restructuring a business. Like, yes, that all sounds scary or whatever, but it's not panic. Like that's the life of an entrepreneur. There's peaks and there's valleys. Right. And so this is when we get to, sh- and this is a valley for so many people. People are, this is, these are weird times. Our kids get to watch right now. What do we do in a valley? What do you do under stress? How do you handle yourself when it feels like the world is falling apart? Because they're watching, like they're watching so closely. And so, I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's exciting. To me, it feels exciting because I'm like, oh my God, we're learning so much. Like, forget academics. This is it. Like, yes. Uh, that's so true. I actually, like, I tell my wife, I'm like, you're a go-getter. Like, you definitely feel your time. Like, she's she really is amazing. Like, I, I totally lucked out. But I'm like, when this is over, you're going to be so much further ahead of everybody else because of how you deal with things like this, like the structure and how you handle it. And almost like, yes, it's stressful, but like exciting at the same time. I'm excited. Like, okay, we can make something out of this. Like when the dust settles and this is all said and done, as long as we still have our health, we can make something out of this. Like we can do something. My grandpa went through tuberculosis in the depression, you know, and he ended up starting a business later on in life. Like there's, People have gone through things before and it's 
it's all how you look at it. It's all how you treat it, and it's all how you react. And so I dig the, I dig the whole process, and I hope it helps somebody like somebody out there who's looking for it. Is there any other suggestions before we like close it out the podcast? Um, anything you'd like to add, like promoting any of this stuff? Uh, definitely let everybody know where they can find like your Instagram, um, your book, your website, all that good stuff. Because you blog all the time too, right? I do. Yeah, I have some blogs. I mostly just write. I mean, I do pretty much a daily Instagram post that I go. I really just try to be super authentic and vulnerable about what's going on. I write them in very real time um, just to support and encourage. So Instagram is where I like to hang out the most. It's where I share the most resources, um, and I have a daily story going and all of that. Um, And then 5hourschoolweek.com, you can either put the number or spell out 5. I have both will get you there. I have some blogs. Our story is on there. Our family song, a bunch of quotes, whatever. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, you can find us there. And just read it. Like, DM me. Like, I'm pretty good at getting back to people. Um, in any way, I can just, like, support or encourage or answer questions. Oh, I also have a YouTube channel, and I have a whole series that did really well. It's called um, I Want to Homeschool But... And it's these, like, less than 10-minute videos, and it's all the reasons why you don't think you want to homeschool, but you really can. So uh, YouTube, 5-Hour School Week, and, yeah, that's all the places. Oh, that's awesome. I'll have to check out – I'll subscribe to the YouTube channel for sure and then <laughs> blast it out. I'll, everything will be in the show notes so that you'll they can click on the link if they want to, and that's fine. But um, go check all the stuff out. It really is – like, her Instagram page is amazing. Like, there's very few people that are really, really good – and like she said, authentic, you're very authentic with your, like it comes off that way. So I really dig it. I really dig I it. I try. It's hard sometimes, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Go check out all of Kalina's stuff and what they have to offer, the five-hour schoolwork, her YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Don't forget to give Laura Lee a call or text her. Check out the website for any of the cool coffee blends that we have in stock. And until next time, see ya.